Well, hello, hello, and welcome to another broadcast of Obstruction to Justice. I'm Ann Moles, and you know, here on Obstruction to Justice, we just get a a chance to talk about whatever we'd like to talk about. But of course, our favorite subjects, my favorite subjects, I like to talk about political situations, political news, uh, local news and events. Yeah. So we get a chance to share about that and business, my favorite business. And today we're going to just chat a little bit about um, some, a couple of the bills that have been proposed, congressional bills that have been proposed. And we've had a chance to share some of those before. And yeah, they they are pretty interesting in that it helps us to kind of stay abreast, to stay up on what's going on in the news. You know, if we get a chance to focus on uh, what's happening, then we don't get caught surprised. So that's another reason why we like to share and talk a little bit about uh, the new bills and legislation that comes out of the the government. So, you know, so we'll chat about that. Uh, I was really Windows 11 (laughs) is out. Blessings to you, Dr. Anthony Clark. Blessings to you, too. So, yeah, big shout out to uh, Dr. Anthony Clark and all of you Facebookers and YouTubers and Twitchites and, you know, everybody that's hanging out there and and checking us out. Big blessings to you as well. So, yeah, the the um, the bills in the United States Congress, there's Windows 11. There's the Windows 11 upgrade that has released. So it, I believe it released on the, the uh, 4th. So October 4th, a lot has been going on in the news here locally in the greater Kansas City area. We have had unprecedented. Um, I don't know what in the world is going on out there. Uh, It seems like just someone is just out there just ravaging the communities and and gun shootings. And we have had a mirage of gun shootings here in the greater Kansas City, Missouri area. It seems to have started um, Saturday, uh, October the 2nd. And uh, young people, they lost their lives during that time. And then Sunday and um, uh, Monday and, you know, maybe even before then. So just want to send the prayers and support out to the different families that have lost their loved ones and are currently in bereavement. And, you know, I wanted to to kind of focus our minds on something It's been very challenging for me. I know that. Um, And just wanted, there's so much to talk about. There's so much to, to, to share. And if we can stay focused on the plan of enlightening ourselves and, and enriching uh, our knowledge base and keeping our skills sharp personally, that's something that I do. Uh, to keep my skills sharp, to stay focused on what it is that I do so can continue to be steadfast in, of course, my spiritual beliefs and in my relationship with God the Father, but also the things that he's called us to do and the gifts that we have. So one of the gifts that I enjoy and I get a chance to use every day is working with technology. So we're going to talk about some free graphic software that is probably already on your computer. If you're using a PC, then uh, you're probably already familiar with it and you, you know, 
may be using it or maybe you're not familiar with it, but it's there and it's free. So it's already loaded. And these are pieces of software that will also be included or the versions will be included in, in Windows 11, the Windows 11 upgrade. So it's not just for the Windows 10 users. Uh, I actually use two of them. I've used them for for years. Windows 10 has been out uh, for, oh shoot, what, since 2015? So it's been out for a while. And even with Windows 10, even before uh, Windows 8, I have a uh, my primary, one of my primary machines is still using Windows 8. And if you take care of them and make sure they get their updates and uh, keep good software, security software on them where they don't get viruses, of course, they're going to last you through. So this is, um, it's been a pretty good machine. I'm not a, uh, a PCs are PCs, but this has been, a, it's a, it's an HP. So it's a laptop. And this PC has been really pretty handy. I still use it and I enjoy it a lot. Uh, it was a good PC, pretty much top of the line before uh, when I first purchased it. I didn't have to pay a whole lot for it. That's one of the reasons. I'm pretty frugal, guys. So if you're going to be in business, if you're going to work and hang out and do anything in business, you want to hold on to your, your cash. Keep your grip as close as you can to you <laughs> because things do happen and you're going to have to pull things out. But I'm not, um, I don't believe in spending a whole lot on anything. And one of the things, technology, it doesn't cost. It doesn't take a whole lot. It just takes knowing what it is, the tools that it is that you're wanting to use and see if there's a free version. Now, not don't just load up your computer with free versions of anything, you know, because there's nothing is really free. But I think that if an application has a good reputation where it plays along with uh, the different systems, it's been proven and um, you have a lot of good reports with the, the software, then by all means. So uh, I'm a free advocate. And there's a couple of uh, graphics pieces of software that I want to share with you too. But let's just get started. Let's get started. And I want to share the, uh, let's talk about the, the, um, the bills. So let's chat about that. I'll go ahead. Let's share this first screen. I'll take a look here. And this bill here. It is the, this one here is the S2919. It's a bill to designate Indigenous Peoples Day as a legal public holiday and replace the term Columbus Day with the term Indigenous Peoples Day. Yeah. So that is what this is. Okay. Now this bill here, I found it interesting. There's a senator, a senior senator for New Mexico. He's a Democrat, uh, Martin Heinrich. And he introduced this bill September the 30th. So as we know, a uh, bill gets introduced Bills and resolutions are referred to committees which debate the bill before possibly sending it on to the whole chamber. So right now it's just been introduced. Uh, nothing has been uh, voted on or referred to committee at this point. But of course, a bill must be passed by both the House and the Senate in identical form and then be signed by the president to become law. So this was just an introduction. And what, um, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? Should we have, should we change the term Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day? Hmm. I, I'm not sure. You know, I think that it would be great. You know, we know that what what is what do the history books say about Christopher Columbus discovering America? And of course, there were people already here <laughs> when he got here. So how do you discover? 
uh, land where there are already people that uh, live on the land, have developed the land. If it wasn't for the people, the indigenous people, people that were already here, a lot of the settlers and newcomers to newcomers to the land, they just would not have made it. And we have a holiday coming up for all of you international watchers called Thanksgiving. And that's kind of the theme that Thanksgiving has been in that uh, it's a time where the settlers, this is the story, came together with the indigenous people and they brought together their food and they celebrated a day of Thanksgiving for the sh- it, with, by sharing with the indige- indigenous people, people who were new to the land and people that were already here. So I don't know. Uh, I think that it would be a good idea. You know, I think it would be a good idea because it will it will help redirect what what really happened. You know, Columbus Day. Well, what happens to Columbus? I think his statue got pulled down or vandalized during uh, the uh, unrest and people being frustrated with what was going on. Uh, after the uh, murder of George Floyd and others. It wasn't just George, George Floyd. I think that people need to understand that. But, you know, back to the subject. Christopher Columbus. He did not discover America. There were people already here. And if you want to correct something, I think since we're in the spirit of correcting things and making things right, okay. Uh, yes, Indigenous Peoples Day. You can change that that day from Christopher Columbus Day. And it would be a legal public holiday and replace the term Columbus Day with the term Indigenous Peoples Day. Okay, so let me know what you think. You know, you can always drop a line in the chat and let me know what you think. Now, what other, let me see what else we got here. So Indigenous Peoples Day is a yes for me. Uh, there is, now we know we've had some discussion, the Facebook and the whistleblowing person, that's what they call a person that ha- is bold to come out and speak out against uh, an injustice, hmm? something that's not right. And there was a uh, a lady that came out and spoke out against the, the, um, oh, let me see here. Which one are we going to use? It spoke out against the, social media, Facebook. You know, Facebook has been, has been pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I think that what they've shown and the, the research and, and information has shown uh, that Facebook, and not just Facebook, but, you know, things can be pretty addictive. And it's not good for young people because, you know, they're developing socially. Yeah, social media's media, they're developing sh- socially. Well, this bill, S-2917, is a bill to establish a federal tort against social media companies that cause bodily injury to children or harm the mental health of children. So this uh, would give the, uh, put in a law to where you could actually sue, sue the company. Hmm? Oh boy, there we go, huh? And that is, um, that's something to think about, you know, uh, that's, you know, I think that if you have scientific research, what do you do? If you're in business to uh, provide a social platform for people and you know that young people have been a part of it and here they are not mature, they are looking for affirmation and they're looking for so many things and looking to learn. So from their friends or what they see, 
uh, and it can cause some real mental hangups, like a lot of other things. TV does the same thing if you watch too much TV. Well, what's interesting about this is Josh Josh Holloway, Holly rather, Josh Holly, H-A-W-L-E-Y, He's a junior senator for Missouri, and he's a Republican. He introduced this bill September the 30th. And it's just it has just been uh, been introduced. Um, of course, that's where it goes, the introduction before it gets passed on to committees, and they'll debate whether or not um, it's a good idea to send it before, send it to the whole chamber for the, for a vote. Okay. So that is something interesting. Uh, and I think that what they're, what they're looking to do is hold businesses, social media. They're trying to come up with something to hold social media accountable. Yeah, I think that uh, it's interesting. I, I'm not sure if, you know, if really, really the, the management and monitoring of what your child does and it really comes from parenting. That's, that's kind of how I think about it. But here it gives, it gives the, um, there puts in laws in place uh, where you can actually sue the company. Well, that's something to think about. It would be the first thing, uh, first something like it. And then it would, be be based and be held as a standard for other companies so all right now this next one is something that i think we are we've been familiar with and it's been around for a long time a long time the i'm going to share this one this next uh, this next bill here, the H-1693 Equal Act of 2021. Okay. Now, this overview, let's just look at the overview because this overview here, and we're out here again on govtrack.us. There are other platforms besides govtrack.us, but it it's pretty laid out nicely. You know, it's laid out to where you can pretty much understand what's going on, and they uh, get their information directly from the federal government website, congress.gov. So, it, but this kind of lays it out to where you can find things, and it just kind of starts making sense a little bit. Now, the ratio was 100 to 1 starting in 1986, then 18 to 1 starting in 2010. Should it be 1 to 1 now? Okay, Uh, let's do this here. Cocaine, uh, the context of what this is all about is cocaine is federally classified as a Schedule 2 drug, the category with the second highest potential for dependency, for dependence and abuse, alongside the likes of Vicodin, Adderall, and meth. The Anti-Drug Abuse Act of 1986 created a 100 to 1 ratio for sentencing people who were caught with crack cocaine versus powder cocaine. According to the U.S. National Liberty of Library of Medicine, black people were more likely to use crack cocaine, so the law had a disproportionate effect on non-whites. The law was partially crafted and advocated by then-Senator Joe Biden, though he has subsequently walked back his support He states, this is in quotes, we were told by the experts that crack, you never go back. Uh, That the two were somehow fundamentally different. It's not, unquote. And Biden said this in 2019. 
quote, but it's trapped an entire generation. So he has acknowledged that that um, that crack ap- epidemic. I don't know. For some, you know, if you guys are watching, of course, in 1990, uh, we we were still in the, in the grips of it. It was it was horrible. So the 80s, uh, the Anti Drug Act of 1986, and the 80s, the 90s, crack ep- epidemic. Okay, the Fair Sentencing Act of 2010 reduced the crack to powder sentencing disparity from 100 to 1 to 18 to 1. Now, what the legislator legislation does, the equal eliminating equal is an acronym that stands for eliminating a quantifiably unjust application of the law act but would eliminate the sentencing disparity between crack and powder entirely. The Senate version was introduced on July 28th as S-79 by Senator Cory Booker, a Democrat in uh, New Jersey. The House version was introduced a month and a half later on March the 9th as H.R. 1693 by Representative Hakeem Jeffries, he's a Democrat of New York. Now, the supporters, this is the part that I want to read, and then we're just going to go on from there. I think anything that makes it better, I'm already going to tell you, anything that makes it better um, to where it it brings just laws and it helps in that way because of the law, if you're breaking the law, then there has to be some justice there, but not such a huge disparity to where it just crushes, it crushes people to where they just can't recover. And I think, anyway, let's just go ahead and look at this. The supporters of this bill says, okay, supporters argue that since the two types of cocaine are essentially the same, except for texture, the sentencing requirements should not divulge so greatly or at all. There is no justification for treating powder cocaine differently than crack cocaine offenses, Representative Jeffries said in a press release. There is no pharmacological difference, no chemical difference, and no physical difference between how the body processes crack cocaine and powder cocaine. Crack cocaine has historically been used in inner city communities and powder cocaine in affluent neighborhoods and the suburbs. Put simply, the dividing line is race and geography, Representative Jeffries continued. That does not justify the wide disparity in sentencing. So, you know, a drug the same, you know, it's cocaine, whether it's crack form or powder form, it has the same, the same effect. Uh, I think, I don't know. I, I just remember maybe back and thinking about it, that the cocaine up at that crack cocaine, it was maybe cheaper to get than the powder cocaine, but it was still a drug. And the disparity is to, is to me, 100 to 1 is just ridiculous. Okay, what opponents say, now this is what people who are opposed to this legislation is saying, opponents counter that the disparity was instituted for a reason, that the effects of crack versus powder cocaine are quite different in practice in a way that arguably makes the sentencing actually a blessing in disguise for the black community. The statistics are quite clear concerning the effects of crack cocaine and crime generally on predominantly black communities. Kristen M. Stevens wrote in a 1997 Missouri Law Review article, for example, in 1994, 74% of the emergency room admissions for crack-related problems involved blacks. Furthermore, black composed 69% of admissions for treatment for crack abuse, whereas whites account for only 24%. In 
In light of such figures, Stephen Stevens asked, why are not increased sentences for crack looked upon as a benevolent measure designed to protect black communities from those who would distribute crack to the poor and the children of the community? Okay, well, that's his question. Everybody's got a way of thinking about it. Uh, but it was in the black community and it was cheaper. It was a drug that was a quick hit, I believe. And, you know, it strung out a lot of people. Strung out a lot of people. Uh, and 24% of a population uh, that were for that were whites were a part of that as well. I think that if you had money, you had the powder and it was still the stimulating effect of doing the drug. But the disparity, you know, we talk about the unfair laws and incarceration and the black tax itself, you know, the cost of being black in America, you're going to hold a, uh, if you're going to lock them up, okay, then what, what other, what are you going to do as far as there should be a future to it? Um, so anyway, there should be a future to get better, to do better. And there is a, report now that there's a 2015 report to the congress and it's the impact on the fair sentencing act of 2010 so remember the fair sentencing act of 2010 enacted in august uh, of 2010 it reduced the statutory penalties for crack cocaine offenses uh, to produce a 18 to 1 crack to powder drug quantity ratio so we're, what, what it was is, you know, you're looking at a 10-year sentence for having a small amount of crack as opposed to uh, you could have a whole suitcase for, uh, full of powder cocaine and not get that, you know, in order to get that much time, you'd have to have a whole suitcase. So a small amount of crack, you, you get 10 years, a whole suitcase of powder, you get. 10 years but the drug is the drug is a drug and it, it had the same effects but it just depended on who was using it and it's out there so i would check that out I, those that are interested in in um, following along with what's going on with this uh, hr 1693 the equal act of 2021 and they're looking at bringing that instead of 18 to 1, right? So now they're just wanting to 1 to 1. Whether It won't matter whether it's crack or whether it's powder. You're going to get the same amount of time. Yeah. So this this is how people think. You know, the opposers, the, uh, the opponents to this... Um, this H.R. 1693, uh, how dare them? How dare them, you know? Uh, they, they, but that's how people think. You know, that's how some people think. And that's what, what we do. We come together. We talk about it. We listen. And um, you know, we get a chance to defend uh, ourselves in, in sharing what we believe is true and gain agreement and come up with something that's going to work. And uh, thank goodness for people that are in the legislature that uh, will take a look at hard issues and kind, kind of allow for the, the legislature and the law to fight for what's right. Yeah, so I think that's a, it's a good idea. It's a good idea. There's also text information in here, but mainly it's what we just kind of went over. There's a summary of the bill. It talks about the co-sponsors, and there's uh, a list of sponsors and co-sponsors of the bill. Pretty long list. And let's see. the It's been introduced. It was introduced in March 2021, and it's been uh, the ordered reported. So committee has voted to issue a report to the full chamber recommending that the bill be considered further. Uh, only about one in four bills are reported out of committee. Okay, so that's just to keep it in mind. So now 
The House indicated that the bill would be considered in the week ahead. So that was in September 20 on September 24th, 2021. And an updated bill text was published on that same day. And it was reported by House Committee on the Judiciary. A committee issued a report on the bill, which often provides a helpful explanatory background on the issue addressed by the bill and the bill's intention. So, gave a report, and on September 28th, it passed the House, and now it's up in the Senate. The Senate is to vote on it. So, one-to-one, whether you, a person is has crack or whether a person has powder, it would be the same type of justice issued to both or to to a sentencing. It's not, it won't have a, a disparity of, huge disparity of, of that. The drug is the drug. So I think it's a good idea. I think it's a good bill. So let me know what you think. Yeah, let me know what you think. Uh, now, let's go ahead and I'm just going to dive into... I'm going to dive into a couple of applications that I use. I use these applications, I would say, if not every day, because uh, I go, I go quite a few days a week. We have, How many days a week do, in a week do we have? Seven. So I go uh, quite a bit. And of the seven days a week, I know I, I use it at least, at least four days. That's <laughs> at least four days a week. So let's go ahead. I'll start out with, uh, let's see. Let's take a look at the, well, let's take a look at the uh, paint. I'm going to have to bring that up here. So I'll open up Microsoft Paint. And let's see how far we can get here. Now, Microsoft Paint is uh, an application. It's um a graphic application. I'll go ahead and share my screen. And I'll talk through this as much as I can here. Okay. Microsoft Paint is an application tool where you can do editing, you can do graphics, you can make just about whatever you like when it comes to graphics. Uh, what I usually do with it, I do a lot of editing. I edit um, images. So I use it as an image editor. If I, if I need some text, uh, say for instance, text that, um, and te that's T-E-X-T, something different, it has a, a great text tool within it so I can click on that and I'll click within the board here and I can choose what type of text I'd like to have featured in the size of the text. So if you look within the options for text, you'll see uh, I like using some of the basic. Now you'll see some articulate or and this, it's not going to be universal across all of the applications that you may use. Uh, so I kind of stick with the basic text. I'll use maybe an Arial rounded bold text uh, font. Uh, if I want to get jazzy, you know, I can use a Blade Runner movie font here. It's just something different. This is one of my... Uh, one of my favorites here. Broadway's good. It has a script font in it. So you can actually change the font and change the size of the font. And this is a feature too in font and, and editing Microsoft Word, uh, the uh, Google Docs, the document version of Google Docs. This is just a standard, something standard that you would do that you could use it for. So, well, what could we talk about here? Uh, let's just say, um, uh, let's say Windows 11. Windows 
11. So I made that font pretty big and you'll just grab the handle and stretch it out. The usual. But, you know, you can get creative as you like. So once you have it, say, for instance, you want to copy this. There's a great tool that will copy any image. Okay. Anything that you have, it'll copy uh, the image on your desktop. And that's called the snipping tool. Now, you would simply go down into the bottom of your, do your search bar if you don't already have it pinned in your taskbar. And you would just do a search for snipping, S-N-I-P-P-I-N-G. Now, I have it pinned to my taskbar. It's called the snipping tool. And, of course, it brings up, let's see if I can actually see it. Okay, so it's not showing here, but let me see if we can change it, change our view. So I'll need to stop sharing here. The snipping tool is so cool in that, you, it turns into a tool that will actually draw around whatever it is that you're wanting to capture and take it a picture of. So here's the snipping tool here. Now, this is a big blown up version of it. Um, that's kind of the only way I can show it. But within the snipping tool, what you'll do is you'll click on new and it turns into sort of a haze or a halo. And there's a pointy cross. Actually, the, a, a thin cross that will come over the whole image of what you're looking at. Your whole desktop or the application or whatever. And you can actually click to draw. You can click to draw and it will capture that image. Okay, so let me stop showing that. And I'm going to go back to my paint tool. Okay, so let's go back to paint. And here we are with Windows 11. Now, I'm going to use my snipping tool. So it's up. I'm going to click on New. And then there's a haze there in my pointy cross there. And I'm just going to draw around the Windows 11 and it'll just capture it. Okay, it'll just capture it. And now it's going to be a part of what I'm seeing here in my snipping tool. So it, it's in the snipping tool now. And let me just show. Okay, so it's in the snipping tool now. And here, from here, I can click on this copy icon and I can paste it wherever I like. So I can paste it. It becomes a PNG file. It becomes, a, a, that's a, a picture file. So it captures a picture file. It becomes a picture file. Now, instead of text, this is actually an image. So I can click copy. Notice how when you hover over this um, icon here, it gives you pointers of what it is. I can create or develop a new snip, right? Draw and create a new snip. I can keep this the way it is, and maybe I just want to just use it to draw, or maybe I want to do some highlighting. So I can click on the highlighter. I can highlight this. Whatever it's a, it becomes a a canvas to to draw to paint, like Microsoft Paint. It has some of the functionalities, some of the tools that you can use, and the highlighter tool. Now, from here, I can just click, click copy, and then maybe I'll go back to my paint. And let's go back over here. I'll go back to my Microsoft Paint. And we're going to paste it. So you click paste. Now here I can drag it. I can drag it down. And now I have two images. Hmm. Two images. So it, it, it's an image editor that's free. 
Microsoft Paint is an image editor. The snipping tool is an image editor. It just doesn't have as many functionality uh, features as your Microsoft Paint. And they're already <laughs> installed on your PC, your Windows PC. Yeah, so you have the Windows 10, Windows 8, it's already there. Windows 10 is already there. And Windows 11, Windows 11 is going to have it as well. Yeah, it'll have it, but it's going to be a little bit different. So while we're at it, let's just go ahead and dive into Windows 11. I want to show a little bit about what's going on with Windows 11. Now, when you're looking at software upgrades, we've been through this before from Windows 7 or Windows 8 to Windows 10. Uh, I know a lot of people didn't even get or work with Windows 8, but they went from maybe 7 to 10. And there's an upgrade process there. That's uh, not, it wasn't a big headache, but when you're dealing with upgrades on your computer or working with a computer, period, it's always a good idea to back up your data. Back up your data, back up your files. I have, um, this is uh, actually 64 gigabytes on this thumb drive. I have a four terabyte drive that I do some backups on. Now these are external, external thumb drives, external drives where I can put my data on it, but um, you can deal with an internal one. So say for instance, you have a desktop and if you'd like, you can put in another internal drive in your desktop and then there you can work with your operating system on your main drive your c drive and then save and back up your data and your files to another drive now i like external drives i, I have an internal drive it's just easy to work with it's your choice I have uh, another little uh, drive that uh, I work with. So the uh, the drives and the backup are super important. So when you get to that point of if your computer crashes and you can't roll it back, there's a feature that will allow for you to roll back and recover what's going on with your computer. So if you can't roll it back, something happens and it just crashes, it's gone, at least you don't lose your information, your files, your important files. So that would be my first suggestion is always keep your a good backup log of what you're using. Um, some people work off of an external drive or their backup drive as their primary drive, but just keep it to where you can uh, have it if something happens to your computer. And then when it comes to your upgrades, so Windows 11, there's a process to where it will determine you can, it will give you a software app that will determine whether or not your computer is upgradable to where it will handle Windows 11. So it'll do a diagnostic. And then from there, it will help, you know, they'll, they'll run it. Now, right now, from what I understand, they're running Windows 11. They're putting it on newer machines. And then, of course, once they work out the bugs and all of what's going on, you know, I, I, I don't mind. I like my Windows 10 and I like for for them to, I like to use my current version and let, let them work out what's going on with that particular piece of software before I grab it. I don't want to be the the guinea pig girl or the guy that I'm not one to where I always have to have the newest and latest and greatest. I just need something that works. So I don't want to have to roll back anything or lose data. You know, let them work out what they're going to work out. But then from there, they should be. And this is what I'm hearing is that they're going to be providing a, a, uh, a free upgrade. 
so you won't have to pay for it. And that's the same thing that they did with Windows 10. There was an opportunity window there to where you just could upgrade it um, from your previous version, upgrade it for free at no cost. And quite a few companies um, got hold to that and were able to, to do the upgrades for free. And I, I did that too on uh, probably one, one or two of the computers at the time. Um, but I, I kept my Windows 8 because some people, when you're, when you're teaching or training, I just like to have different versions to kind of help me see what they're saying. And right now, it's pretty much standard uh, in how the operating system works and how to troubleshoot. Uh, so I like to have a different version of where, since it's still being supported, Windows 8, if I need to help someone troubleshoot, I have a Windows 8 machine. I can help them walk through it. So that's why I keep my older versions too. Okay, let's just go ahead and check out what's going on with Windows 11. Let's see what, what's happening. Just a bunch of pretty windows and icons floating around. And this new desktop looks good. some of the features and how it just kind of looks like a commercial and I'm kind of narrating this this is for our podcasters but if you go out there on the YouTube channels it'll there's some people that have already done some reviews and you'll get a better idea of what it looks like still kind of a tablet feel uh, working in a tablet feel and it's supposed to support Android applications as well, so not just PC applications, you know, there's a difference, you can't load PC applications on an Android, but this is supposed to also support Android applications, that's your mobile, mobile phone apps. Yeah, see, with Android apps. There's a way where right now you can even link your mobile to where you can see your screen within your PC and show it. Well, I do that from time to time. Okay, well, you know, it's been a while. It's been a while um, since... Um, it's been a while since Microsoft has provided a new version of the operating system so okay we'll we'll take it anything that's going to make it better uh windows 7 hung around for a long time didn't it and i think windows 8 did uh no it didn't do as long and of course windows 10 so they're doing an upgrade there now the tools that i shared with you the snippet snipping tool there's going to be a a look there. Let me just kind of show you. I have a screenshot of what this new snipping tool is going to look like. And it looks sleek. It looks cool. Uh, let's see here. That snipping tool. It, uh, let's pick this one, choose this one. Yeah, Windows 11. It uh, it has both the classic snipping tool and snip and sketch apps. 
Now they've been replaced by a new snipping tool app that represents the best experience of both apps in the next evolution of screen capture for Windows. That's what they're saying. And uh, it looks it looks okay. I, I, I'm hoping that um, I'll be able to take and make my copy button available without having to do too many clicks. Because mm. you notice like my, my uh, the current snipping tool, there's uh, a copy button there. And here on this new snipping tool view, there's, mm, there's some drop downs. So I'm hoping I can customize my ribbon. That's the area within your application where you can choose your features and options. I'm hoping I can customize the ribbon to where it'll have those just available. I don't have to guess or memorize or learn where they are within these drop downs. That's always a headache. If I can open it up and see it, I can just grab it. Because, you know, uh, I work in quite a few different uh, applications. I know you guys know how that is, too. Always working in a different app. And, you know, after a while, you get to learn where things are and it becomes second nature. But it really would be a good idea if they had that to where you could just grab your copy like we did in our other snipping tool. Okay. and. So let's take a look at, and we're almost done here. Let's take a look at the uh, the paint, the oh, paint re how it's redesigned for Windows 11, and I'll share that. It pretty much looks the same to me. Uh, they say that it's redesigned. But let's see, Microsoft's new paint, redesigned for Windows 11. <clears throat> Excuse me, it includes a dark mode. Okay, now paint has always been kind of geeky the way that you see it. Uh, I like the way that the icons, they look a little smaller, maybe a little sleeker compared to the bulky look that uh, we now have, the, the, the bar up there, the work. Um, the uh, the ribbon looks doesn't look as as cool as the new version. It has little dots representing the color scheme or the colors that you could choose. Uh, so yeah, it looks pretty cool. It looks modern, a little more modern. The icons look more modern. That's kind of one of the things that developers like to do when they're doing upgrades, and you know people tend to gravitate gravitate to apps that they'll complain if if the icon or the app looks a little old old timey but to me i just need it to work <laughs> i don't really care what it looks like uh the little icons and the gooey i just want to be able to find what's going on and i want it to work i don't want it to crash i know that's kind of frustrating isn't it when it just crashes so I wanted to play along with my other applications. That's what's important to me. And I think these, these free apps, it's also going to be a part of Windows 11, this paint. So with it, it's still going to be free. It looks good. And so you, you could look forward to using that if you purchase a Windows 11, new Windows 11 um, computer. The Surface, I don't have a Surface yet. Uh, I like my, my laptops are what's going on, but my Surface... Surface Pro, all of those would have uh, the Windows 11 on it, and it'll be featured in that as well. I do want to share one other app with you guys, and I use this app in my training. I use a lot of it in my training because what it does is it gives me a, yeah, it gives me sort of a, a way to bring in and uh, it's whiteboard so Microsoft whiteboard is also currently a free option on your PC so let me go grab that and show you that right quick yeah Microsoft whiteboard let's see here yeah so this app 
is already a part of your Windows 10 and it's going to be a part of Windows 11 as well. But it's going to be called something a little different. It's going to be called uh, Ink Workspace Panel. Okay, so with that, um, it'll just be a little different on that. Let's, uh, let me look at one other little thing here and I'll just show you a little bit. We'll kind of cruise around in it a couple of clicks and, and take a look at it. So with it, you see the pens, the different colors, but here's what I like most about this. And this is for you trainers or presenters, um, that just, you want to be able to collaborate. Now I use this out of Microsoft within Microsoft Teams as well. So they can collaborate and you know, draw, mark it up. It's a pretty cool tool to do that. But one of my favorite file types is a PDF. I like this hideaway menu. You just click on the plus sign and it has a menu here. And from there, you can actually bring in, you can bring in documents, a PDF document into this whiteboard, a slide out of a PowerPoint. You can choose a slide out of a PowerPoint, a Word document. Uh, let's look at um, a PDF. I'm just going to grab something. Here's an old one. So here, here are the PDF pages. Let's see if I'm seeing that. You guys, yep, you guys are seeing it as well. So here are the pages, all of the pages in this PDF. So I can actually click on a page and then click insert selected or insert all of the pages. You know, we just want to go through the whole PDF and look at it and mark it up. Um, you know, just edit this. That sounds great. No, we need to change that. Mark it up. So here you can actually see this particular page and then you have your different pen colors at the bottom so you can choose whatever pen color now i use a, i have a tablet whoops let's see <laughs> i have a tablet that i use i train with this tablet and what it does is it gives me an opportunity to just draw on it so I can I can write on it uh, say for instance if we wanted to change this title I can cross it out or I can check this just you can mark it up you can go back undo undo there's an eraser it's just a great tool that's also free you have a PC. <laughs> yes, Sister Ann is frugal. Ann Moles is frugal. I do not like spending. If I already have it, then why go out and spend money on it? And they're good tools to where if you learn how to use them, they will do you well. They'll do you well. I hope it's been helpful today. I just wanted something a little lighter. It, a lot's been going on. You know, keep the families that have been experiencing tragic situations, uh, death and losing loved ones and those that are fighting for their lives uh, in prayer and pray that the Lord will reach or in, and show justice to where these people who are doing these acts of violence and will be caught that justice will prevail and uh, just a lot is going on uh, but just know that we just keep moving and uh, we're we're praying for folks too uh, if you need any type of training any type of training training your team whatever type of training it is uh, applications training i don't care what application you're working on we can get you trained if you need content development, uh, that's to develop the training materials, we do that too. Go ahead and feel free to contact us at www.
asbnc.com. And we will get back with you. You can select that contact us and get right on the calendar. We'll call you back and get something set up for you and discuss your training needs. And uh, I'm Ann Moles, and I certainly had a good time today sharing with you. I hope it was helpful to you. And just stay safe, stay safe, and stay prayerful. And as I always say, if the Lord says the same, we'll see you next time. Justice. 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 Justice now.